You're listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast, serving the latest news in sci-fi multimedia. And now, your hosts, Scott, Miles, and Anna. Your table is ready. Live long and prosper. This is the captain. We have a little problem with our entry sequence, so we may experience some slight turbulence and then explode. I got a bad feeling about this. Walter, put the cow away, would you? What is this place? It's a freak show. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. This is episode 102, the listener feedback show. I am your host, Scott Herzog. And hello, I'm one of your other hosts, uh, Miles P. McLaughlin. And we are here tonight just to talk about everything that you guys are talking about. Absolutely. And uh, unfortunately, Em can't be with us tonight. She's not feeling so good. Oh, I know, I know. She's a... Definitely a little bit under the weather, to say the least. We were going to have David Moulton with us, too. And he also is fighting the elements. So Must be a lot of that going around. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I just think they didn't didn't want to venture out in these five inches of rain that we're having right here. (laughs) Wimps. Yeah, I know. Jerks. Mm -hmm. Miles, how you been, man? Pretty good. And um, enjoying some... Some good sci-fi on the TV and in the, you know. There's well, good sci-fi on TV? There's still, there still is. I mean, I know it may be hard to believe for some folks, but uh, you can still find some good sci-fi on TV. <laughs> uh, also, um, either on Netflix streaming or their DVDs. So, um, and uh, also, I'm still enjoying the We Are Live. Uh, um, oh, so they're still putting episodes out. They're still putting episodes out. I guess they, they, they did say, though, that it's going to wrap up in July. So July, I guess, is the series finale. Oh, so the series, not just the season, the series finale. Yeah, they're going to wrap up the whole story. Then. They're all going to be eaten by zombies. Probably, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, folks, if you haven't checked out We're Alive and you like good zombie drama. Oh, they put out stellar stuff. You can't argue with the quality of what they're putting out. And it's free, so check them out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. No, don't have to buy HBO for this one. No, all you have to do is just go to iTunes and, and use your imagination a little bit. So there's some great patio dramas out there, definitely. Absolutely, definitely. Well, Miles, what's been going on in your sci-fi world to start out? Well, um, getting some DVDs off Netflix. Uh, one of them was Justice League uh, War. We, we talked about that a while ago. Watched the trailer for that. Oh yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. We did. That was very enjoyable. If if you're into that, I would encourage you to check that out. It, it's sort of taking place in the what they call the new Fifty Two. It's the whole DC reboot series of of, of uh, the superheroes. So it was in that that spirit and, and vein. And um, but that, that was that was, that was really good. More on the adult side, so not you know. So I shouldn't play it for Kiefer. He no, not yet. <laughs> not quite yet. But not yet. So he'd be into it. Oh, he might like it. I mean, the action is great, but it's just um, maybe a little much right now. <laughs> a little much. Mm-hmm. Uh, enjoying the 100. I, I think they're doing a really good with that show. Um, also uh, enjoying uh, Arrow. Uh, some major stuff. We got to talk about Arrow later. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Continuum is still uh, still great. Still knocking your socks off. Absolutely. Um, and uh, Warehouse 13. Uh, new episode. Of Warehouse 13 was uh, yesterday. So it's the second episode, right? Third, third, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we only have. So we got to talk about that too. Yeah. So we only have like three more episodes. We have to say goodbye to Warehouse Thirteen. That's right, right. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to talk about that a little bit later on in the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Well, for me, I am actually woefully behind in current shows. Um, I've been spending my time actually catching up on past shows. So, for example, I began watching Enterprise this week, maybe, mm -hmm. and I watched the uh, two-part opener mm -hmm. and then watched um, the third episode, I guess, it's, uh, or the second episode, depending how you bill it. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it was very good. I was I was impressed by how they worked with it with uh, the first episode, Scat Bacula. And um, I felt like the first episode wrapped up a bit, bit quick and maybe a bit um, was compacted. But I thought that it was a interesting storyline. Mm -hmm. Definitely a little bit edgier than Trek, than, uh, than any of the other Trek series. I think they did try to be a little more edgier, right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so, that, so that was good. I was, mm -hmm. I was watching that. The other one that I was watching it was Babylon 5, Jim and Raul, you would be so proud. Uh, I watched the, it, it was a, it was an hour and a half long premiere episode. Actually, it was a movie first, and then I watched the first official episode. Uh, and it was kind of in the order they were supposed to be chronologically. And so I enjoyed that and haven't watched anything more than that, but I did watch those. Well, I have not seen Babylon 5 yet. However, uh, Jim and Raul, you, you'll be happy to know that uh, I put... Um, disc one on the DVDs uh, in my queue. I'd watch on Netflix streaming if they still had it on streaming, but yeah, not that we're bitter at Netflix or anything. I mean, you know, Netflix can do whatever it wants, but you know, curse you, Netflix. Yes, but uh, so I'm going to I'm, I'm giving Doctor Who a little bit of a break right now. Right. Um, I, I guess I need a little more harder sci-fi. I'm going <laughs> to, which is why, of course, you watch GI Joe Retaliation. That's right. I needed, <laughs> I needed something to expand my horizons. Right, and, right. To dumb you down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, you know, if you have that and a big bowl of popcorn, it's it's a great, it's great entertainment. And you know what? It was a fun movie. I watched this too, just uh, on the treadmill a few times, like a, two different times. I split it up, and it was fun. It was a fun movie. Um, Where else can you see ninjas fighting on cliffs with 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 you know um, with Bruce Willis? I mean, come on. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> And, uh, and, and I mean, it was just good to see him in. I love watching him in action movies. And I know it's just, it's probably this 80s sentimentality that I love. But when, when Bruce Willis walks onto the screen, like in Expendables, um, in Die Hard, you, I, I don't care how old the guy is, you know, put him on a screen. I'm like, yes, there's something like, there's something primal and juvenile in me that wants to cut loose and bust out and start machine gunning down stuff. So, <laughs> Okay. Yes, as Miles is sitting around me. Let me let me grab my crossbow. No. <laughs> uh, but no, G.I. Joe Retaliation was a fun movie, and and it is available on Netflix streaming. So. It is, it is, and um, and it's worth seeing at least once. So enjoy it for what it is, folks. Uh, I, yeah, absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely. Um, the other things that are going on in my sci-fi world, um, I'm doing some reading. I finished a Dune House Carino, which I think I mentioned on one of the other shows. And I am now in The Dune, The Dune proper by Frank Herbert Dune. Um, and I'm about, oh, maybe almost almost a third of the way through it. And I just love it. I mean, talk about a book that's filled with political intrigue. It's developed, uh, the world is so developed that it's, uh, it's rich with Frank Herbert's uh, universe, and he's he's like the J.R.R. Tolkien of science fiction. I mean, that's really people. Many people have compared the two and says oh, okay. what Tolkien is to fantasy, Dune is to science fiction. Mm -hmm. So now all we need is Peter Jackson to get hold of the Dune universe, and we might have something. 
There you go. I, I guess the possibility is always there. Probably yeah. he could do it justice. Uh, he could. Mm-hmm. Better than the David Lynch film. Although, I mean, it had its merit. But mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, now let's move into some uh, information. I thought we'd start out. There was a poll that was put up or a vote that was put up that if you could keep a show or cut a show, what shows would it be? And there was a list of a bunch of shows that are kind of on the edge. And of the ones that are notable for us, especially in the science fiction, would be Almost Human, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, I guess it is uh, Revolution is in there, Believe is in there, Tomorrow People, and um, the 100 is also in there, mm-hmm. and The Neighbors, which I think is Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. So these are the ones that are there. And of those that were voted the highest to keep, Almost human. Almost humans there at the top, barely beating out Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Now, I don't know why Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is on this list. Yeah, I'm I'm curious that, too. I, I thought, um, well, the ratings are still good, and, and they did get signed for a second season. Yeah, they were, like, it was like second episode out, and they were renewed for a second season. So they really aren't on the keeper cut list. At least that's my understanding. Listeners, correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was not on the chopping block. It is not this year. That's that's my understanding. It might be for next year, but it's not on it for this year. Right. So really, I mean, Almost Human is kind of... Um, well, we knew about that. Yeah, we've been discussing that for a little bit here. Lee Kemp said, it's S.H.I.E.L.D. for me first, and then maybe Almost Human next. But S.H.I.E.L.D. has gotten much better these last few episodes and looks have a strong finishing season. And Betsy Child says, Almost Human, I hope this helps her decision. Me too. Um, so Almost Human, getting better? Uh, I guess it ended. Well, but uh, it yeah. did end. And uh, we don't know if that's coming back. But Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I guess, is that getting better? Oh, I think it's, yeah, I think it's improved yeah, we'll talk about the episode a little bit later on, but it's definitely up there. You're watching the 100. It's not, I mean, that show just started, right? Yeah, it's only had like three or four episodes out. Now. I think it's a bit premature to put this on the list of keep or cut. Yeah. Um, and CW is usually a little more patient with their shows. Yeah, well, that's okay. Once Upon a Time in Wonderland was cut. I mm-hmm. think, I don't know why that's on the list either. So maybe this is a little bit older of a list, but... But that's what, anyways, those are just some thoughts on that. And let us know if there is one on here that you would vote to keep or cut. And uh, maybe uh, call in on 1-888-508-4343. Or you can email us at sci-fi-diner-podcast at gmail.com. We also have a SpeakPipe link. So if you actually go to our page and click on the SpeakPipe, you can do it right from your computer. Which might be a good way to go because I'm thinking of getting rid of the 1-800 number. Because while it's great and all, I get a lot of spam. I'm paying for a lot of spam. Oh, you don't need to be paying for no, spam. No, I don't. So, anyways. So, uh, let's talk about uh, once upon a time, curious things, curious thoughts, excuse me. Curious thing thoughts, I guess it is. <laughs> and... Um, this is episode uh, from third season, episode 19. So we're, we're nearly wrapping this up. And I have not kept up with this show like I wish I would have. I know that we interviewed... Um, Lee Ehrenberg. Yeah, well, Lee Ehrenberg and Juan Carlos Esposito, who was a glass, Dr. Mr. Glass and mm-hmm. Mirror Mirror on the Wall. Right, right. So we have two people that we interviewed from them. Uh, but a lot of you folks are still watching this show, despite what Miles and I slept on this show. Did you ever watch this show? I did not. There's just too much other stuff I'm watching. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know me, I'm way behind in everything right now. Right. But um, Jen M., who is watching every single show out there, it seems, 
seems like. I thought it was pretty good last night, the way how they finally got Henry's memories back. What a scene with Snow, David, Virginia, Regina in Storybook Land when their snow had to take his heart in. In order to find Galinda the Good Witch, Snow blended, pleaded with Regina to take her heart and spit it into uh, him to bring him back. That was a pretty good scene. And then Neil said, Neil says it was one of the best episodes of the season. So he ranked it high. I want to know what, in, in, in once upon a time, what's what Glenn the Good Witch is doing there? I, I isn't, that I, a, isn't that a Wizard of Oz reference? Or yeah. am I wrong? No, you're, you're, you're right. It is Wizard of Oz reference. So how are we mix, we're, we're totally mixing fantasy stories here. That we are. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, 100, uh, you're watching 100. Tell me about 100. Sell me on it, Miles, because I am not. And you said, oh, you have to give the first episode a chance. Prove it to me. Okay. Well, so far, M described it really well, just kind of like, sort of like a Lord of the Flies meets... You know the, the the apocalypse basically. Humet, you know, there's been nuclear apocalypse on Earth. I'm not sure when this takes place in the future. At least 200, 300 years, sometime. Um, the rest of humanity has that that is living up in this space station. They've and uh, it's falling apart. Um, they, they they can't. The life support system is not going to last much longer, and they don't have the means to fix it. So they've they have not been on the Earth for 97 years, and so. They, they do a little experiment. They send all their juvenile delinquents uh, back to Earth to see if um, the Earth is still viable and can, and can survive. And Do they give them red shirts before they get on land? No, uh, but they don't give them much anything else either. I mean, it's <laughs> just that it, basically the clothes on their back is basically all they, they give these kids. Um, and so they, set, they send them down to Earth, and Earth seems to be viable, although you do see a, a deer with two faces. Um, and they find out that they're not the only people that are that are on Earth. They, they, there are humans that are still alive. But there's a it's a really good drama in watching these kids struggle to survive, struggle to create a society. First, there's some that think you know uh, we could you know hey we don't we, we're away from we're we're away from the adults, we're away from the government. We can live how we want, and so there's a little anarchy and chaos. But then they realize, you know what? We 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 got to do something a little more here. We have to rein ourselves in, and um, you know they don't have a clue what they're doing. Um, and so it's watching them struggle to try to survive and struggle to make a society for themselves. You still have a space station. There's still there's still stuff going on there. You have what's going on with the Chancellor, um, the main character's mother, Clark. Uh, it, Clark is a girl, but her, that's her name. But she, her mother is still in a space station. She's a doctor and she's a part of the council. And she wants to try to find out if they survived because all, all, all the, all the, the 100, they're, they're these wristband monitors they had, they all went out. So they can't tell if they're alive or dead. Um, and so they find an old escape pod and she sends somebody down there. She was going to go with herself, but there was, but it wasn't enough time. Um, so, um, so you, you have that. So you, you have things going on in the space station. Should, you know, they're, they're thinking they have to sacrifice 300 people so they can, so they can live for another six more months. Um, it's very well written. Um, interesting characters. Um, 
we're still we, we we found out a little bit more about the humans that are living on the that have been alive on the planet. They're called the Grounders. They're, they're very tribal. Um, right now, there's a huge conflict with the the one these kids. When I say the one hundred, they, they've lost a few already. It's, it's probably about ninety kids they have out left now. But so they, they they've lost some people. Um, but uh, I guess they can't rename the show, right? Yeah, it, it's it, they can't they can't re- rename the show every week. You know? as it, as okay, it, now it's a ninety hundred. Now now it's a ninety. Now it's the eighty nine. Yeah, exactly. Um, but um, so yeah, it's it's watching the watching these kids. It's eighteen and under. Uh, the, 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 all these the, these juvies they sent down. Um, some of them are messed up, and but some of them are, some of them are trying to do the right thing, and it's. Um, they're ta- they've taken their, their spaceship apart to 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 you know build build walls to build weapons to build whatever they need to survive. Um, <coughs> so it's 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 a good watching it's a good drama. Watch these people survive, and mm. so you have the drama what's going on on Earth, and you have the drama that's still going on in the space station. Awesome, awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'm kind of mixed on uh, Lord of the Flies. It was a good book, but. Um I'm not a huge fan of the actual story. Maybe I've taught it too much. But you say yeah. that the uh, the characterization, the conflict between those that are trying to do right and those that are not mm-hmm. is compelling enough for you. Oh, yeah. And I, I think it's probably becoming a little less Lord of the Flies now. Now that they see um, they have they have to they have to impose some order upon themselves or, you know, it, they won't survive. I mean, they, they have con- for the conflicts that, that are from within and the conflicts that are without – um, there, there was an older kid who, who got on the ship. Um, he, he's been sort of like the self-appointed leader, and everybody's following him for the most part. Um, and he was the one who was saying a little chaos is a good thing, but then he realized it's not a good thing. And so, um, so he, he's an interesting character. Um, he managed to get on the ship to, to, to so he could try to protect his sister. What, what, what last episode they revealed was basically um, everybody was only allowed to have one child. They had, they had strict population controls, and this woman had another child, and they hid her sis- sister from the system all this time. And if um, you get, I mean, the strictest penalty is if you um, get, um, if you have another child, uh, the term is floated. Basically, they put you in an airlock and open the other door, and you float out in space. Oh, nice! How nice of them. So it's um reminds me of the Battlestar Galactica about getting airlocked. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. That's right. So. Well, that's cool. I don't know if I'll give it a chance or not, but uh, we'll continue to look for updates from you, Miles, and for you, our listeners, who are watching the 100 and letting us know why Scott should be watching this show. I mean, I know Jen's watching it. I think um, I think Neil was watching it too. Oh, so. I'm sure. I'm mm-hmm. sure. Um, Grimm, Grimm is uh, one of these shows that, man, I wish I was watching because I so enjoyed season one of of Grimm. Is Grimm on Netflix? I don't recall it is. I don't think it is. I think it is. Is it? I, uh, maybe I should. I should. I should catch up on like season two or something because we're in season three now. I'm sure season two is out. And recently they just put out the episode, episode 19. So again, these episode numbers are going up because we're nearing the end of Resuit and Sweeps weeks, which we're, we're actually in, in May here. And right. and uh, this is the big month for shows. Do they, do they sink or swim? This is kind of the, sh- the month that makes everything happen. And so Grimm and and once upon a time, they're all in that. 
And uh, they just did the episode, Nobody Knows the Trouble I've Seen. Hmm. Makes you want to break out in song, doesn't it? Right. Uh, Nobody knows the trouble. The trouble spelled T-R-U-B-E-L. And Jason Taylor said, when Adlin flashes that smile, bad things are sure to follow. The new Grimm reminds me of Sin from Arrow. I thought it was her for a second. At least she knows she isn't crazy. (laughs) <laughs> what did Jen say? Jen says, I agree. I was thinking that too. I'm sure that that's where they had in mind with her. Uh, Sin from Arrow. Uh, who's Sin from Arrow? I'm trying to remember. I don't. I have a brain freeze. I don't Brain remember. freeze. Oh, well, maybe, maybe we'll come I, to you. We'll have to IMDB it. IMDB. Uh, that's your job. That's yes. your job. As we talk about Continuum, well, actually, Continuum, you should be, I should be doing that because you watch Continuum. So, so Continuum's come back. How many episodes do we have out, Miles? They've had about uh, three or four so far, I think. Okay, and and how has this season been playing out for you? Well, you you have you have now you have two saddlers. They they they, they, they what happened was last uh, season was uh, Sadler traveled uh, back in time just before so he could save his girlfriend um, Emily, and um, we found there's this third party. Um, the freelancers, and they had their own time machine. Basically, they're, they're, there's a secret society where they're trying to preserve the timeline. Um, they're aware of time travel happening, and um, so oh, that, that, that that's sin. Okay. Um, so, but they have their own time machine. They send uh, Kira back, and we're, we're only talking about a few days into the future, but um, but that, that, that timeline that the Sadler and Kira were in basically ceases because by by being by Sadler going into the past, I guess they're they're following more of a linear view of uh, time okay. travel. Um, that timeline ended, and this this new one's. Crazy. It gets pretty messy if you don't follow a linear line. If you're trying to tell a TV show, it may, yeah, for for TV show's sake, linear time travel is probably the way to go. And even if you're doing parallel universes, you can only do so many mm-hmm. before it gets pretty messy. I mean, Sliders really messed with that idea, they but did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fringe only ever went to one. Exactly. So, at least so so it works. Whatever you know. So, but uh, what happened so far is. You still have two Saddlers, and then now you, but you only have one Kira. Um, somebody killed this timeline's uh, Kira. Oh, nice. Yes. Not, not so nice. Not so nice. No. Uh, and, and, but what is interesting, his, his partner is like thinking, you know, who is my who, who is my partner? I mean, technically it was the Kira from that timeline who got, got killed, but it's still the same Kira, just – She's from the future from a few days before, a few days after, I should say. Yeah, well, they did that. They did that a little bit with um, with uh, Deep Space Nine, where uh, Cisco's wife uh, was killed in the universe, and then the alternate wife came across, right? Right. Yeah, so it's the same type of premise here. By the way, we did talk about, we did find out Sin is, of course, uh, Roy's friend and also Sarah's friend, right? Right. Yeah. So. She, she's the young lady with the, the, the short, short black hair. So do you see the resemblance between, well, you actually didn't, you don't watch uh, Grimm, so it doesn't matter, but yeah, she apparently looks like the uh, one lady in Grimm. So. I want to say one more thing about Continuum, if I could. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Please do. We had, we had some comments, actually. Well, Neil just said, Double Vision continues to Alex separated by a week and then diverging. Mm-hmm. So you have the Sadler thing going on. You have the one Sadler who, from that timeline, who found out more about his his girlfriend Emily that she, you know that she was there just to track him and, and and all that kind of stuff, and found out about her past. And so he basically broke things off with her. Um, his his father ends up getting killed, 
and um, he inherits the company. So he starts he starts to look more like the Saddler in the future. You could see the signs are there that that, that he's going to become that Saddler. You have the Saddler who time traveled to the past, and he doesn't care what Emily did or who, who her past was, um, and she's embraced him as I guess now. So. Uh, so it, so it's interesting to see. We'll see how long they're going to have two Saddlers uh, in the show. Oh, it'll be interesting. It'll be it, you know it gives the actor a chance to really try some new things. That's got to be fun for an actor. It, it was kind of like what they did with Fringe with the double cast. I mean, the, the cast got to act differently from one universe to the other, and that was a that had to be a nice acting challenge for them. I, I would I would agree. So Arrow is seeing Red Thoughts episode 20 of season two. And oh my word, people liked this so much. And um, Miles, tell me what happened in seeing Red. Just give us a brief synopsis here. Well, um, they, um, they're trying to find Roy because Roy has just gone completely nuts and he is a danger to basically everybody because of the Miracuro, but he's not in his right mind. Right. Uh, you also have the conflict between Thea and Ali um, uh, and uh, Moira. Um, I guess Ali and, and Moira have sort of patched things up, but with uh, Thea still struggling with, with that, that her father is Malcolm Merlin. Uh, she's still at odds with, with both of them. Um, but has Malcolm been back? Well, I haven't seen him in a, in a few episodes. It's been he was he was back early on, but we haven't right, seen him in a while. Right. Um, and is Moria really dead? Well, she took a, a sword. You know, th- you know he, he, you know, she got the sword through her. Uh, and, and next the next episode doesn't mean split. she's dead though. Well, it, it, on TV, no, you know, nobody really dies. However, there is a funeral scene um, in in the next. Uh, I just can't believe they killed her off. I mean, she just seemed like a pivotal character in the show. I wonder if um, they killed her off, if that was maybe more of an actor choice. I mean, I haven't done a lot of research on this, but sometimes they'll kill off a character like that when the actor says, you know what, I'm ready to move on. There is that, yes. And so maybe it was more of more than a sense issue. And again, those of you that maybe follow the Arrow universe in comic books might have a better feel for what happens to her. Maybe you saw this coming and we just didn't. From what I understand, both his parents died early. Well, so then maybe maybe this is uh, fairly accurate then. So I mean, yeah. So the fact that, that she was around after he came back from the island was was a little divergent from the original story, but it still worked. I mean, she was a still a great character. I'm just still surprised they killed her off. I mean, because I thought she 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 was still important to the plot and everything. But it looks like, uh, well. Arrow still is, he, he's not done with uh, Wilson. And in that episode, it's revealed that uh, Ollie got some some woman pregnant uh, years ago. And, oh, nice. Um, Moira made it quietly disappear for him. I mean, um, she, she she basically paid this woman off to uh, tell, tell Ollie that she lost a baby and this woman moved away. Um, so he doesn't even know he has a child. But it's but 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 Wilson's last line was he goes I have one more person I have one more I have to kill, so it's like maybe he knows something that maybe he knows that Ollie. Yeah, yeah. So the show is still good. Um, they're still they're still doing a lot of good things with that show. Awesome. Um, 
All right. Well, very cool. Uh, the Jen M said, wow, what an episode. Finally got a chance to watch it. Can't believe they killed off Moira Queen, my, the mother. But then again, this is a CW, LOL. They are known to do that as soon as she started to say that she knew about Oliver all along. I was like, uh, uh, something bad is going to happen. I was really hoping Sarah would have been there to rescue of sorts. But, oh, well, still a really good episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, our friend Matt, Matthew Mather said, holy crap, best damn show on TV right now. I have been saying this for years, Miles, haven't I? Yes. Tell me. I've been saying that last year, this year, it best show on television. Absolutely. Yep, yep. You've heard me say it in the diner, and Matt agrees with me. It's mm -hmm. rare that Matt and I see eye to eye, but we agree now. That's nice. Said, uh, <laughs> nice, nice. And what did Mike Cleland say? Mike Cleland said, uh, if I could push the button... Uh, 20 time I would um, I really need to watch it again two or three more times to take it in game changing episode as, as they set up for the uh, finale uh, three long weeks th though the big moment I, I would have uh, happened in uh, the second last episode I can't wait to see how they wrap the season up now so I, I should say way more died I mean it was uh, Wilson had basically he, he runs his car into into them they're all they're all in the limo together and he he has them all tied up and he makes Ollie choose between um, Moira and uh, Thea and similar situation that happened on the island but Moira stands up and she says basically to uh, to, to Wilson there's, we know this there's only one way this is going to go down and he goes um, you know it's it's too bad your son doesn't have your bravery but he still <laughs> stabs her with the sword Jeez. so. So uh, all around, though, a good, um, a, a good episode and a, a pivotal episode and really sets us up for the last few episodes of the season. It definitely does, yeah. Awesome. Uh, well, let's move on, and uh, we got to talk Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. here tonight. Um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the only light in the darkness, and it's my understand that, wow, 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 Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has really ramped up as we've come near the end of this season. Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk a little bit about it? Sure. Well, it's still dealing with the whole aftermath of uh, the whole Hydra thing. And so um, Coulson is sort of kind of going rogue with his team, um, but his badge has some kind of display of coordinates for the secret base. And so he's been sort of laying low at the secret base for a little while so they can regroup and lick their wounds and um, um, just, uh, tr try to, just try to regroup. You still have the thing with with Agent Ward and um, um, oh shoot, I forget the uh, the actor's name who was really the Hydra agent, but um, so he finds his way back in, and uh, Sky sort Sky finds out there's something not quite right with Ward in there. Um, we have Bruce Banner. Is that is there that was true? A, there was a reference. Of, he, he invented something that they're using. Okay. So it wasn't that was that was a nice reference. I like Neil's comment because Bruce Banner. Now that's a name that inspires confidence. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Mike Cleland, I like what he said too. I must say that this show has been getting a lot better as it's gone on. The first four or six episode had me wondering if I would keep watching it, but now I'm glad that I did. So a slow burner at the beginning, but man, uh, the payoffs are good. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, what did Jen M say? She says, it was it was pretty good episode. At least Sky is one up on uh, War now that uh, she knows. And kind of surprised that uh, Amy Acker's uh, part was uh, so small, and hopefully a good thing she didn't uh, leave a uh, uh, person of interest for it. But it was a nice uh, side note that, that she was involved with uh, Coulson before he was supposedly dead. And, and Neil says... Uh, 
Who do you call when you can't trust anyone? Your mother. Unless it's Moria. Maureen Green. <laughs> Maureen Green. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And, and, Neil, and Neil got the uh, Doctor Who reference. The TARDIS reference, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always nice when they throw that in there. Throw that in there. Um, well, let's move into, we, I mean, we could talk about Game of Thrones. We won't right now because I know that you aren't caught up on it here. But we did get two pieces of news I thought we would talk about before we wrap up the show here. And Daredevil, which I, I, everyone, when you, when you put Daredevil out there, everyone thinks Ben Affleck, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, okay, not the best superhero movie out there. I enjoyed it for what it was, but certainly not going to win any Oscars, right? Um, but there are, they're gonna they're they're putting out a Daredevil TV show and it's set in the Marvel kind of cinematic universe here. So so what does that mean? So here's what they're saying. There'll be some interconnectivity, much like the movies, uh Casita told Kevin Smith. They will exist within the cinematic universe again. So this all is the same world as Shield and the Avengers. So we're playing in the Avengers universe. Um, although these are superhero stories, this is different now, he continues. This is a street level. This is a street level north side of the Marvel Universe, something that you haven't really seen in any of our Marvel movies. Um, so, um, yeah, I, what do you think of this? I'll definitely check it out. And, and like you, I, I saw the, uh, you know, the Daredevil movie. I, I didn't hate it. I mean... We we love to dog on uh, you know Ben Affleck, but he did he did a pretty good job with it. I thought. I mean, it's it's not going to re- win rewards, but it'll you know it, it was still I still liked it for what it was. Yeah, and I guess it's I guess it's coming straight to Netflix. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, it says here mm-hmm. Daredevil should be arriving at Netflix sometime next year. That sounds like a House of Cards type of deal. Yeah. So uh, that gives them a little bit more freedom to be a little bit edgier. Right. Because they aren't going by network sensors or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Damien's looking forward to it. And uh, we'll kind of be there. I'll definitely just check out the first episode. Yeah. We got to talk. Uh, big breaking news today. Star Wars news. Star Wars, the cast of Episode 7, has been revealed. What stood out to you, Miles? Well, I'm I'm not sh- sure anything really stood out to me. I mean, the original cast being back. Well, we 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 talked about that before. Yeah, we did. But they, I think they. Here's what it is. They confirmed it. So, uh, basically, um, here's what they said. The original cast is all back, all back. Um, and uh, let me see here. Uh, I don't have actually the names here. I do it. Han Solo apparently has a gigantic role in Star Wars Episode Seven, uh, but you know Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, you name it, everyone is back for the show. Um, I'm not surprised by that. Uh, yeah, I figured that Disney would make the purse nice enough to convince the actors to come back. Yeah, I, 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 that and Chewie's it, back, C3PO's back, Kenny Baker's back. Oh wow. So, I mean, they're bringing every, every, everyone's back. They're bringing the band together. They are bringing the band together. And, and quite honestly, if you're going to tell the continuing story of Star Wars, uh, fans are going to kind of expect that. Yeah. And one of the reasons people will go to see it is to see the old band back together. Sure. Uh, this is the same reason why we will go see bands like Journey. Mm-hmm. This is our, you know... You name a band that's been, you know, out for years, uh, we will go see them because, 
you know, it's it's nostalgia. It's part of our youth. And you're going to put these guys on the screen. It's going to be the same feel. Right. And it's, it's going to give an opportunity to reboot the fan franchise. I mean, if it does well, which it will, we know it. We know it's going to break box office records. Um, it's going to make Disney a lot of money. Uh, Disney will make some more Star Wars movies. Maybe maybe what they'll do is they'll use our, our, our heroes that we know and love maybe to help get that started and then we'll see uh, maybe other characters um, sort of take the, you know, get in the forefront. Uh, oh, and they should. And, you should. and they should develop a story good enough that they can continue to put out Star Wars movies without these characters. So they need to develop new characters that we love and fall in love with that can carry the franchise without the golden age of them. You know, uh, the only thing that has uh, Matt Mathers upset is that Jar Jar's not in it. Right. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> yeah, he, his comment in Facebook is, what, no Jar Jar? I mean, I, I saw it, Matt. You did write it there. So, I mean, I'm calling you out here, man. Jar Jar, seriously, Matt? Seriously, Matt? What do you think of I, I've, I've lost all respect. All respect, Matt. I'm just saying. Anyways, uh, so that, that came out, and so it's pretty exciting news for us Star Wars fans. We have to wait till Christmas 2015, so we have quite a bit of time, year and a half. That, that won't be too bad. Yeah. I mean, it's probably a lot sooner than we'll see the next Star Trek movie. Uh, it'll definitely be sooner than that. So, um, Any well, news on that? We don't have any news on that. We have no, no, only thing that I know is, is Orsi is trying to get the director's seat uh, for that. So nah, He'd be good at it. I think he'd be good at it. So we'll see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I don't have anything else. Do we have anything else to discuss? Are we pretty good here? I think we're pretty good. Yeah, this is a great show. We love the fact that you guys are talking about these many different shows that you're watching. Continue to comment on Facebook. Continue to write in, email into the Sci-Fi Diner podcast at gmail.com. Go ahead and click our speak pipe pipe link. You can do that from Facebook, by the way, as well as from our webpage. And uh, just leave a little bit of audio feedback. It's really simple to do that. Maybe we should promote that a little bit more on the Facebook fan page, that oh. that is actually there. That, hey, you can leave feedback here. Um, and um, the one eight 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 the 1888 number is still good, but may not be for very long. Mm. So depends how much I get charged. And, I don't know. You keep getting these like 10 second um, blurbs of nothing but his, and I get like four or five a day, and I get charged for every call. That's ridiculous. Yeah, so um, so we'll see. I'm probably going to be out of that very soon. Yeah. Well, anyways, I believe that is about it. We will be back in two weeks. We are interviewing John Miro in two weeks. Awesome. So that'll be a good time to have him back on the show a little bit. Old friend of the diner. Old friend of the diner, and it'll be good to kind of catch up with him mm-hmm. and uh, talk shop with him. We are uh, reviewing Ender's Game tonight in just a little bit. And in a couple of weeks, we will be doing uh, the Firefly universe. So stay tuned for that. And we'll figure out what avenue we're going to be heading for that. Love Firefly. Yeah, it'll be good times to watch. I haven't watched Firefly in a little bit. And I'm looking forward to reliving reliving the past. Awesome. All right. I believe that's about it. All right. Till next time. Good night and good luck. We will see ya. Thank you so much for visiting the Sci-Fi Diner. We hope you enjoyed the food, the service, and the conversations. If you'd like to share your thoughts regarding what we've talked about, or tell us what you're watching or reading, flip open your communicators and contact us at 1-888-508-4343 or click the SpeakPipe link at sci-fi-diner-podcast.com or 
send an mp3 or typed email to sci-fi diner podcast at gmail.com you can also join the conversation on our facebook fan page at facebook.com slash sci-fi diner we'll share your thoughts on our listener feedback show if you'd like to support the diner beyond the conversation you can always throw some coins in the tip jar at sci-fi diner podcast dot com.